Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. If you got some drafty windows, that's not good because it's, uh, it's winter. It's a little cold outside. And if you're feeling cold inside, you know what time it is. It's time to talk to your local Pella and Omaha Lincoln expert about taking a closer look at your windows. Guys, you can save energy and stay warm with windows from Pella that are properly installed the patented Pella way by professionals using window and doors with the highest energy efficiency ratings in the industry from Energy Star. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Runza. Make sure you're taking advantage of Temperature Tuesdays going on right now at Runza. For the months of January and February, the temperature at 6 a.m. in Runza land is the price you'll pay for an original Runza sandwich when you purchase a medium fry and medium drink. So stop on out to Runza and take advantage of Temperature Tuesdays, baby. And while you're there, tell them your friend Nick Baugh sent you. All right, I apologize for not getting to this Wandale Robinson uh, reaction podcast sooner. I'm in the heart of college basketball season, so my schedule's just crazy right now. I'm, And it's constantly changing, too, with all these postponements and different things. Like, I was in Charlotte, flew back because I was going to do Michigan State at Iowa. I was so excited for that game. It's a huge matchup, obviously, but then that game got postponed because of COVID issues with Michigan State, so my schedule changed again. It's just been nuts. But I did find some time to sit down with Bo Rude, and we had a long, deep discussion on uh, the big news out of Nebraska, which is Wondell Robinson announcing that he is transferring uh, away from Lincoln. And we deep dive this topic, uh, and and there's a, been a bunch of stuff going on with other players announcing they're staying, uh, there's one, other guys like Mills announcing they're leaving. There's just a ton to discuss right now with Nebraska football, so let's get to it. Here's my podcast chat about Wondell Robinson leaving and all the moving and shaking with Nebraska's roster with my guy, Bo Robert Rude. Here it is. Enjoy. All right, here we are. It is, uh, what day is it even? It's, is it Wednesday? It's Wednesday night, January 13th. Nicholas Allen Bob, Bo Robert Rude. We are together. Uh, I am, I'm back from my, my, I'm back and forth from Charlotte here. Uh, I haven't seen you. We were just yeah, saying, what, it's, what year is it? Is I mean, I don't even, it's, I saw you last year. Yeah, I seriously haven't seen you. We saw each other last year. I saw year. you last year. A lot has happened. Nebraska, did we even talk about Nebraska? So we talked about whether or not they should play in a bowl game. I think when we last talked, we're like, are we going to have a season this year? <laughs> this guy, Kevin Warren. This guy, Warren. I don't know about this guy, Warren. Hey, I got, hey, I got a sure. name for you to remember. Omar Manning. <laughs> I got a name for you. Nick, how right? many touchdowns is Omar Manning? How has? many how much money would you have lost on an over/under catches for Omar Manning? I mean, I mean, zero. What do those guys have that are poor? They have like a, they always have a cup, and it's always got like one coin in that it. That was what would be me. That would be, I would be completely poor. But uh, ten thousand things have happened in the world of Nebraska football. We're going to try to tackle a decent amount of them, but we got to start with uh, with the big one that people have been uh, been 
hounding me for making sure we get on this, and that's obviously Wandale Robinson's decision to transfer. I don't even know where to begin with this. Uh, let's go kind of broad, and then we'll kind of like we'll, we'll get we'll narrow our focus. I mean, first of all, the quote on ESPN was he you know, he said it was about 50-50 between his mom who tested pot, she has COVID and I think was hospitalized and how he was used. He said, quote, it was about 50-50 with my mom and how I was used at Nebraska. I loved the touches and the way I got the touches. Sometimes they don't translate to the way I want them for or to the NFL. So I guess my first reaction was can you really blame him? Um, I'd have to imagine you felt differently because, you know, I mean, of course, we all are like, I loved Wandale. Mr. So like, hold a grudge, Mr. <laughs> no, I, no I, I think to start, I would say that Wandale to me was such a solid guy. I, I think he was our best player and he was tough. So I yes. never, I never want to criticize somebody that's worked hard is right. tough. Um, so, uh, you know, no, there's no hard, hard feelings here. Right. Right. Um, but if we're like, uh, if we're talking about, okay, what happened? Why do I, do I think that that's understandable? Um, some ways, yes, but actually a lot of ways, no, in terms of for Wandale. And I mean that, um, I was talking with somebody about this and I thought, okay, like, you know, this isn't for you or you got to be close to home. Gotcha. Right. Right. But if this is about football, it's really hard for me to understand that he's going to be in a better situation than being the face of a program where he is the focus of the offense, the focus, the offense is built around him. And, um, you know, I, I do think he didn't get quite enough touches to start the year out, but by the end of the year it was like, he was getting 20 touches a game um, for a five foot seven, you know, like little dude. Seven, yeah. Sort of right. Not true receiver, not true running back. Right. Nick, are you going to go to the SEC and, and, and get 20 touches and get a better opportunity? In but, but I think he said that he was like, I like the touches. I think what he is saying is. I think there's a lot of different ways to look at this. Like, I feel like what he's saying is like, yes, I was getting touches, but the 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 way in which I was getting those touches and what was happening around me yeah. was not good. And that's what I, I, I just feel like. I feel like everyone around Wandale has let Wandale down. Like, I feel like uh, yeah, Wandale agreed. came and it's like Wandale has, has held his end of the bargain up. And I just look at like if if the other wide receivers, the running backs, the quarterbacks, the coaches, like everyone's let that guy down. Because if you're Wandale for two straight years, you've dealt with like kind of shaky, inconsistent quarterback play. You've dealt with no other wide receivers around you stepping up to take away any sort of pressure off of you. And oh, by the way, you're constantly having to go to the backfield and be a running back and put a bandaid on that terrible situation. So I think for him, it's like, yeah, I'm getting touches, but I'm not being fully used the way I want to be, be used. Like, I guess I would sum it up as like Wandale was what he was made out to be. And if you're looking at this from Wandale's 
perspective, to me, the Nebraska offense was not made out to what it what it was supposed to be. That's so. That's fair. I would say the did everybody else pull their weight anywhere close to Wandale? Not even close. Like Wandale did his job, and that's where I commend him. But at the same time, like, um, like I, I thought about Wandale, and I was like, yeah, he's doing this because he's trying to go pro, and like, and then I thought more about Wandale. I'm like, I'm like. And I'm going to ask you this question. Is Wandale a pro? See, that's the problem. I mean, I think the elephant in the room is like, I don't think, I don't, he's pretty small. And, and and that's the part that like, when you really look at him, it's not like he's Tyreek Hill fast. No. He's not even Tyreek Hill tall. And he doesn't have any length. So sometimes guys are 5'10". But they got long arms. Yeah. And they can go, you know, like Wandale's issues, he wants to be a wide receiver. But he's got no catch radius. So I think what you found with him is if you could get him the ball, he's really good. He's really tough. But he was hard to get him the ball. Right. And I wouldn't put that all on the quarterback because there was a lot of times the ball was, you know, a little high, a little off, and receivers got to go make the catch. And it was like it was hard for him to do that. So in the same breath I say he's our best player and I'm sad to see him go. But I feel like he's doing this for the pros when I don't know that he's a pro. Yeah, I, th- there's, I can't argue with that. I, I, I don't think I can necessarily – because, yeah, I mean, I feel like the motivation, the main motivation behind it, at least as it, it seems from what he said, was the NFL. Yeah. But I also think, like, I think there's an element of him is that he's just – again, this wasn't how he wanted to be used. And – but I guess how would he want to be used? I think he wants to be a receiver and get thrown the ball. Yeah. I mean, I think we try to do that. I think like there's two parts. We've let him down with delivering the ball to him. But I also think there is a ceiling for how you can get him the ball. Like we've, you can't throw the seam to him. You can't throw deep with him. You have to throw underneath, you know, choice route type. I mean, he's not running. He's not running every route that a good, you know, normal build receiver is. He's he's like a smaller Wes Welker, right? And, and it's kind of it's kind of a unique. He's kind of a unique guy where he his skill is get him the ball and he's great, and it's not necessarily super easy to get him the ball. Yeah, I just does that, does that make sense? Or no, it that, does. I, I know exactly what you're saying, but I also kind of feel like if you're him, you're like. At least in his eyes, he has a dream of getting to the pros. Sure. And I think he's at this crossroads where he feels like how he's being used is not going to get him to the NFL. And then in the meantime, he's just – I mean, how many how many touchdowns do you think he scored this last year? What's it, like two? He scored one. Did he scored one? He scored one touchdown. So, like, there might have one running and one receiving. So, you might have two – like, yeah. but – so I also think there's this element of like, yeah, he's getting all these touches and all this stuff, but it's like they're not winning. He's not score. He's not like yeah. producing in the way that he wants to produce. And so I can I can wrap my mind around like where he's coming from with with all that stuff. Let me ask you this: Can you wrap your mind around this as a former Jayhawk and uh, Blue Jay? If you are the face of the program the face you're the nil guy you're beloved 
the offense is based around you, you're going to get all the, you know what I mean? Like if you're basketball, you're going to get 30 shots a game for the, the school that you chose. Um, like at what point does that matter? No, it does. I mean, that, that's, that's you know the hard I mean? part like, of like having to weigh all that stuff. I feel like that's, you know? that to me is like, I, I found that hard to wrap my mind around. It's like, okay, if he goes to Kentucky, um, that's fine. It's close to home. Right. The, you know, the family stuff is important, but I mean, I, I said, I, I'm not seeing the, like the, the end game as clearly maybe as everybody else's. I mean, I think at first I was like, oh, he's, he's upset with, then I thought about, I was like, wait a minute. This offense is built around him. Wait a minute. He's the face of our... I start going through this like, those are all positives. Um, and obviously, not everything was perfect. And, you know, you're not getting the touchdowns you want. But it, it wasn't like they're, like, not playing you or... Right. You're not, you're not loved here. It's like, it's, it was the opposite, kind of. But I think everything you're saying makes it all that much more like you can view that two different ways where you go, man, what is Wandale doing? But you can also look at it and it's like, wow, think about all that you're saying. And he still wants out of here. Yeah, but actually there was talk on one of the sites that the same thing happened last year. Like he had to be convinced to come back. Right. Well, I think the reality is, you know, it's kind of like how many marriages probably last when someone has cold feet leading up to the wedding day? Well, that's just, you know, know, like the the, the fan, I think, you know, I think, you know, initially his dad and trainer wanted him to go to Kentucky. Yes. He wanted to come. So that was part of the big, the big hubbub, I think. Because he was committed to Kentucky and then decommitted and then all that stuff. And like, you think about how many, even a couple of the, there was one at that one corner that like left signing day for a second last year and then came back came back, and then he's gone. Like. Again, when, sometimes when you when when you have when there's hesitation and trepidation on the front end, at the first at the first sign of like a, a little turbulence, you usually just want to bail. Well, and also think about what just happened, right? Long, grueling six eight months, right? And it just it takes it out of everybody, and then you go home for a couple weeks, right? And you're just like, you know what? It, you know what I mean? It, that's one of those things where if the season's played when the season was supposed to, how it was supposed to, th- there's a lot better chance that doesn't I, happen. The, the the thing, though, is like – because uh, it's hard where like – because I don't – I mean, I understand everything what you're saying, but like just be honest for a second. Does this look like a fun offense to play in right now? Uh, not, not really. No. So like, I also think like, don't overcomplicate it. Like, I think he's sitting there like this, like, man, we, our offense sucks. Yeah. I, I think that's probably a, you know, to me, that's a shot at Adrian Martinez as much as it, it well, the, there's no question that when you, when, when you look at like the big picture of this stuff, this is a, like, this is a bad, bad look for like when your superstar best weapon the the guy that the offense is kind of built around when he wants out yeah like that is a bad sign for trust and belief in the quarterback it's a bad sign for trust and belief in the other wide receivers and running backs and if you like if you because think about it if you believe in adrian martinez and you believe in your other wide receivers and you believe in scott frost and you believe in all those guys you're staying at Nebraska. I think that's I think that's fair uh, for sure. Um, and this this is what's hard is like, 
God, he was tough. He was a good player. Um, but it's he's a it's a, oh, he's also a unique guy where he's this he's a like he's the small build. That small build's like it's it's makes it sort of like. Well, I, it makes me. I don't know how I feel about it as much because of like. Well, let's be honest. I think we. Were, I think we were texting a little bit. Like, let's be honest. If he, if if this come from a guy like I thought, Wandale was a stud. I loved watching him play. But if Wandale has to be your is if Wandale yeah. Robinson is your the best player on your team, well, guess what? Your team's probably not very good. And the, and that is with what's weird is I feel like and maybe some people look at this like, well, how can you say he's a good player but then say that like. Some guys can be good, but they can't be your best player. They can't move the mount like they he, like he he's kept us in games a, lot, a few a few different times, a couple times in two years, right? But he's not winning a game for us every week, right? No. Like a great quarterback that can care like they're those are the type of people like if they leave, it's like you know the world is ended, right? right. Like Wandell has left, and it's like ooh that stings, but you know what like. This transfer, the same day comes in, and I'm almost like, I got real, real questions. Like, who would you rather have? Who would you rather have? Well, if he to play if wide receiver, if just to if play wide receiver. if this guy, if see if this guy, if if this guy is as good as he's made out to be, I'd rather have him because the the stature thing. It makes it like it. It makes it a little bit hard. like it's right. a lot easier when you got these big guys that like you can then do more with right at wide receiver. Where, where I really liked Wandale's toughness and game, where you just give it to him anywhere you can. But as a receiver, there was limits, and I think that's one thing that um, it, it doesn't. It stings, but it's not. It doesn't end our our dreams that our best player left because our best player had a ceiling. Right, and that's yeah, I and guess maybe what I'm saying is like he left. I was like, ooh, that 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 stings because it's a bad look. But I almost think it doesn't change our offensive ceiling that much. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I think it does. I'll, I'll disagree with that. It does because like you don't know. We don't know if this guy's good. Who this is- the hell on the roster can you say right now, confidently, not not like, well, he looks like he can or he might. Who on this roster can make a play? Who have I seen make a play? Xavier Betts has made like one play. On Wandale's level, nobody. So that's nobody. Where so that's, that's where I have to push back on like, yeah. does it change the ceiling? Yes. If, if, if some guys maybe step up to what they could be, then no. But like... It, he was the only yeah. real pro- proven offensive weapon. The only one. Yeah, that that's true. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's just there's something about it that like it it does sting. But I like talking. This is good because I was more in the like, I was more in the camp of like wow, this is like a because I do still think like the the I do think in the moment. There is some like yes, like to me, Nebraska's offense until I mean, if if any if if we've learned anything over the past five, six, seven years, or even ten years, it's and we talk about this all the time, like don't believe it until you see it. Yeah. So 
I'm not going to fall victim to this USC running back is going to come in and do anything. Agreed. Like I'm not believing that shit until I see it. I'm done even with Montana it. Even Montana guy. Even Montana guy. Who's an All-American. Which I'm done with done it. it. I'm done with that. You can't. I, we, we're not going to jump to this guy as the savior because we promised ourselves. We, we wouldn't, wouldn't do that because we did it with Omar Manning. Yeah. And when you do that and it doesn't play out, you feel stupid. Yeah. And. So, but I, cause, but I also think in the moment, you know, like, like we said, it's a, he was the face of the program. He's the best player on the team. There's no one, I don't think there's anyone on this. It, there's no player that this staff worked harder to sign yeah. than him. And, you know, it's just, it's never good when, when people that you want in your program don't want to be in your program. Well, and he's the guy that was selling our program. Yes. He was he was our salesman in a lot of ways. Every all those videos in the off season and stuff. Who he was, was it? Was one day we tapped him and said, "Do you want to be the face?" And he was like, "Sure." And then he was like, "Nah, I'm done with that." And so it's, it's like, like, well, the, the other thing that's a little disheartening too, and I compared this to is, uh, is like J.D. Spielman. Like I said, well, isn't this stuff important? Being the face, like so, J.D. Spielman was going to set every receiver record in the book for Nebraska. Be beloved. Be, and he instead decided to go to TCU and, and do nothing. Three, three catches for 10 yards and call it a career. And you go, oh, that's what these kids would rather do. Like, right. I, I, the, the sort of like connection to the, to the fans and the history, I, I don't think it's there's – there's a, there's a disconnect there because like with JD, like doesn't that matter? I right. Mean, that should matter, right? I, you would think so. But it didn't. And then with Wandale, it's like, face the program, should matter, didn't matter. I also think he's probably got people in his ear saying, you're a pro, you're a pro, you're a pro. pro." And I don't know that's great advice because... I don't know. I mean, that's what's hard. And uh, yeah, that's... Because he'll be forgotten here pretty quick. I promise you. Oh, yeah. If you leave us and, you know, he hadn't done it yet. He was good. He was our best player. But I mean, he hadn't torched anything, right? He, He didn't... He hasn't done what Divino Zigbo did his his last right. year, right? right. Divino Zigbo has had a better career than Wandell Robinson has, right? And that's a sounds crazy, but it's probably true if you look yeah. at the numbers, right? You right. Know, who had a better career? Yeah, it's. But Wandell would have had a better career two if more he would have. If two more years, he would have. No doubt. And so, I mean, he's a sophomore, man. Like it was just getting it, going. You know, because there's a lot within this, and. Because I saw this this tweet from from Greg Smith from Hill Varsity, Hill Varsity. You know, he without the 2021 class, uh, Scott Frost has signed fifteen wide receivers, seven transferred or never made it, six are still here, and they have seventeen total catches between them, and four just finished their first season at Nebraska. Two, Mike Williams and Kenavai Noah completed their eligibility at Nebraska. It's the same old thing. Wide receiver, running back, pass rusher. See, and that's Wide why... receiver, running back, pass rusher. Can't get him here, can't keep him. See, here. I'm actually now, like, the more the season goes along, or the more the offseason, we get removed from the season, the more I actually think a lot of our, a lot of Nebraska's issues actually all stem from the running backs. Yeah, that's fair. Like, because Sip had this nugget. So, Wandale Robinson carried the ball 134 times over the last two seasons. 
That is third behind Mills and Martinez. So the, think about this. The running back situation is so bad that Frost has needed a wide receiver and a quarterback to run it the second and third, third most over the past two seasons. Like the inability to get any consistent help at that running back spot for as much as as this staff has whiffed on wide receivers, they have whiffed equally bad and maybe worse at running back. And the problem is, you know who who probably had to end up bearing all of that? Wandale. Oh yeah. Because Wandale can't Wandale can't be a receiver. When he's at receiver, he's got no help around him at other receivers to take pressure off him. Yeah. So then and then also, oh, by the way, there's nobody that can play running back to help be a, def- a de- running back. So then he has to go back and be the running back. So then he get, we got to, and we got to get him the ball. And it's right now with all the focus on him at receiver. And like say, and, and there's only like, you got to get him in the slot. Like it just became easier to say, give him the ball five to 10 times here. Cause that's what's hard. I was four. I was all for putting him at running back. Cause it was the I only was way too. you could assure yourself getting him the ball. But I just think, like, in a lot of ways, no running back. No running back. I just feel like, in a weird way, Wandale Robinson had to pay for all of the sins of all the mistakes at wide receiver and running back. Yeah. Like somehow it all ended up falling onto him. And th- and that's you know and that's the truth and and that sucks. But because um, think if like yeah. one of the running backs is a couple of the running backs are real players and think if like Omar Manning was a real player or one of the other yeah. wide receivers would like was a real football it player. Changed, it just it changes. completely changes his situation yeah. because I also think one of the things that we're like. You know, you, you started talking like, well, look at all these touches. Look at all this stuff. Like, I also think this is a window into football as the ultimate team game. And you're only as good as the other fucking 10 guys around you. Yeah. And I think for him, he's like, yeah, I'm getting all these touches. But these other guys around me aren't putting me in a good enough situation for me to really well, flourish. Here's what it is, okay? If you watch some of these really good teams, they get a lot of really Easy yards and easy touchdowns. Yes. So, Juan, I'll give this to Wandale. He, I don't know what his total yardage was in Nebraska. Maybe he had a thousand, you know, all-purpose yards. They were like all hard-earned yards. Yes. There wasn't a lot of gimmies, and I think that that's part of the problem is there wasn't a lot of easy yards. Like, hey, they're double. You know, you're just getting you're wide open here. You're wide open there. So I'll give him that. It was a lot of hard-earned yards, but you know that was that was sort of. I just think I look at it from a basketball perspective of like, you know, you look at someone like a, like a Kevin Love with the Timberwolves. It's like, man, you're the face of the franchise, man. You're the man. You're getting all the shots. Why? Why would you want to leave that? It's like, well, because this sucks. Well, he wanted to win, and you don't think Wandale wants to win? I do, but I don't think you go to Kentucky to win. That's the only problem. Is like if he was going to anywhere else other than Kentucky. Like I feel like. All of his arguments that he's making all get rendered a little bit like, really, That's, if you go to Kentucky? If you go to Alabama, i probably shut my mouth. If or or, or, or Oklahoma State. State or something like that. Like a, a place yeah, that has yeah. had more success and... and that's on the brink. That's on the brink. Like, I, I, I just, when you go to Kentucky, which arguably... It, that's a really hard place to win in that division. I mean, you're in the freaking SEC. Well, that's what's hard about this is like you also, uh, you know, 
it's a bad look when Nebraska's best player leaves to go play for Kentucky, but it also is like, dude, what are you like? I understand every one of his arguments for leaving, except that, except if he if he ends up at Kentucky. Yeah, now I get that because he's going home and all that and stuff. That's like, and go. that's where he's going to go. But that, but that tells me that you're the, telling me the situation at Kentucky is that much dramatically better than the situation at Nebraska. Well, we'll I, see. He, he's a good player, and I think he'll have. I, I I see him to me as a guy that could have been a really good college player his last two years. Because he was a good college player now, but he could have been a really good college player, and he'll have a shot at the NFL. But man, I'm just telling you, like, you're that size, and you go get a, go around some of those DBs that are bigger than you and faster than you. It's like it gets tough. Yeah, it's really tough. But I also think, like, again, it's he. There, I say this all the time. Like, very few players can defy circumstance. Like where you, it doesn't matter where you put them, they're going to be good. Yeah. Like he, he is a guy that needs the right things around him for him to really, like, yeah. I think you put Wandale at like Ohio state. Sure. Good. Player. Wandale's a really good player. Like, could, do I think Wandale could go play for Ohio state? Yes. Sure. It, it is. But you know what? You know how many touches he's getting for them? A lot less. Right. I mean, Nick. You're not going to get 20 touches a game unless you go to a school like where we're at now. So I think, but I think in his mind, he's rather, he, he, I think what he's saying is I'd rather get less touches, but have it be more in what I want the touches to look like and hopefully in a more advantageous situation than getting, you know, it's like, would you rather get 20 shots playing for a shitty team or get 10 shots playing for a good team? But see that that's where but that's where go back. It's but that's where the Kentucky. I go. That's where I I'm like know. I'm with him. Like that's problems. I'm with him on all of like all of the points he's making. I'm like I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. So where are you going, Kentucky? What? That and that, that was my. I was like, you go home to Kentucky. Like, but uh, but you know the fact that it's home is, yeah. you know, it's hard to it's. We'll, we'll it's, take hey, we'll take your word for it. You know, that's, that, I think we owe people that. Like we don't. It'll be like. Are, are we sure it's Kentucky? No, not at all. He said close to home. He had committed to Kentucky. I think we all just assume, like, oh, it's going to be Kentucky. Kentucky. If it's not, I'll be shocked. I mean, it's just a... Am I being fair to Wandale or am I being unfair? No, you're being fair to Wandale. I mean, I think there's a lot of different ways to... I like talking to you about these things because you come at it a very, like, reasonable way. You know, where it, people sometimes are get emotional about it and they yeah. come at it in an irrational way. And everything, I just think there are a lot of different ways to view this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I guess my main thing, though, is that I don't, I, my first reaction, I it was when I first saw it and first heard about it, and it still is now, is like, I just don't. Is I think every everybody around everyone around him let him down, and I don't really blame him for wanting to to do something to, to go try it somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a part of me that always goes to you know you're a leader, you're like you're the one that's supposed to stick it out. I, I'm not gonna bang that drum too hard because well, it's interesting you bring that up though. Let's take a quick break to talk to you about my longtime pals and loyal supporters of the podcast, Pella Windows and Doors. Yeah, you know, Pella has a window type for every home and every budget. And you might know Pella for its award-winning wood windows, but did you know that Pella also has a complete line of industry-leading patented fiberglass and vinyl windows? Pella's fiberglass windows use a patented Duracast material, more durable than aluminum 
or vinyl made from a composite material used in the aerospace industry for its strength, durability, and temperature resistance. It's big time right there. And Pella's vinyl window series offer all the features that make it one of the most energy efficient windows on the market with the same value and style you've come to expect from all Pella products with outstanding structural integrity built from multi-chambered fully welded frames and sashes Pella's vinyl windows assure a quieter more comfortable home bottom line Pella's vinyl and fiberglass windows are really really cool check them out online PellaOmaha.com that's PellaOmaha.com and while we're here let's talk about my good friends at Runza got another super secret menu item not a lot of people know about my friends at Runza are hooking me up and I'm gonna let you in on it this one's just uh, you know this one's near and dear to my heart because it's a twist on the best fries on earth Runza's Crinkle Fries. It's Runza's Chili Cheese Fries. That's some legendary Runza Crinkle Fries topped with their homemade chili and cheddar cheese sauce. Let me say that again in case some of you passed out just thinking about it. Legendary Runza Crinkle Fries. Homemade chili, cheddar cheese sauce. Oh my goodness. It's a side that eats like a meal. So there you go. Another super secret menu item exclusively for Nick Bob Podcast listeners. So stop in, order the chili cheese fries and Runza. And while you're there, I'll tell them Nick Bob sent you. Okay, back to the podcast. You know what's a weird situation? Is what did Scott Frost do? He transferred. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be a weird situation for Frost where I'm sure he wants to probably talk a kid out of it or talk him down or maybe even publicly, you know, give the whole talk of like, I'm sure what he'd want to do right now is get up there and be like, we don't, if he doesn't want to be here, you make a commitment, you stick to it, all that stuff. It's like, it's gotta be kind of hard for frost to, to say all those things with a straight face when it's like his decision to transfer changed his life. His decision to change, to go from Stanford to Nebraska changed the entire trajectory of his life. It changed his career as a player, and it's changed where he's at as a coach. So it's a, it's kind of just a weird deal where, like, I'm with you. It's like you're supposed to be a leader. you got to stick it out, all that stuff. But it's like, yeah. you know, when the head coach, he made a decision that was that he felt was best for him, and it, it changed his life for the better. Well, I, I guess – I can understand the change for like I want to go. Uh, I'm a Division two guy. I want to go Division one, like the Montana guy. Yeah, or I'm uh, I play for you know yada yada. I want to go play for Alabama, or um, I'm Scott Frost and I'm in the West Coast offense with Bill Walsh. I should be running option, right? I think that's a system thing. Even this uh, this running back coming from USC. Yeah. They're running the air raid, and he's like a he's a bruiser, yeah, bruiser. right. And he, I think he realized like, I he they said he came there, committed, the, for a certain coach. The next week, the coach was gone. And yeah, so he was immediately like, you know, his his guy wasn't there, and they had the wrong offense. So those are things I understand. I don't necessarily know an offense that's better for Wandale than this. I don't necessarily know a place that's going to embrace Wandale. Like, uh, like a Nebraska, yeah, blue blood program like Nebraska just has. So he's already kind of got the things that I assume you want. 
And then, like we say, he's not going to go to win. He's not going to go to a system that's like, this is your system. I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to understand beyond he's kind of just jumping ship or he's been told you're you're going to go pro if you go here or something, right? Like, I, I don't know. I'm trying yeah. to understand I mean, I, I think, I think yeah, you try and unpack it and you go, well, I think a lot of it, like we just said, is unfortunately, and I don't know how, I know it's really bad for basketball. Every every player in in basketball thinks they're, like, I feel like I can count on one hand the amount of guys I played with in college that were like, if you ask them, are you going to go to the NBA? They'd have been like, no. Nope. <laughs> me, yeah. me, probably Pierce Hibma. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm really trying. Like, everybody had. Tell me, like, a lot of the guys you played. Did everyone think? A lot of people did. I always kind of thought I wasn't gonna go pro until someone said, like, "There's a chance you go pro." I was like, "Really?" Like, I, but I, I think I think people get told coming out of high school, like, it's about go. You're going pro, right? And it's like, man, it's like, it's hard to go pro. Like, you got to be the best. Like, and we're gonna get into this with some of the guys that have left, for, but like. Don't you got to be the best on in your league? That's right. Go to the next league. Like, you know, we talk about like Mills leaving and and all that stuff. Farniak, you're like, hey, I'm going to the NFL. It's like, no, you're not. Like, I, 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 and I'm trying not to be a hater, but I'm always like, well, for instance, it's uh, you won't know. It was Creighton had a guard, Davion Mintz, that hurt, got hurt last year. He and he had to take a medical red shirt. He was healthy enough to play, but he chose not to play. Because Creighton was rolling without yeah. him. And he now is at Kentucky, and he thought he could go to Kentucky because he thought that would get him to the NBA. Yeah. And I, 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 and Davion meant night, like a nice guy, but I want to be like, you're not even the best guard at Creighton. Yeah. You're not even the, you're like the fourth best guard at Creighton. That's what, that's what so I'm it's trying like, to understand how these kids think. Like, like they don't, they're listening to people instead of being like, knowing. Like I'm the best. If you're the best player on Nebraska, you're probably going pro, most right. likely. Like if you got the measurables, you should be able to go pro. Like most college teams are going to send one to two guys. Then you go to Ohio State and Alabama, they send ten. Right. right. But still, like you got to be the best, like one or two guys in your league usually to be considered. Like you got to be an all Big Ten guy to be like okay, like. You got a shot. I mean, if you're not even like third team all Big Ten or even like, it's like you think they're going to. I guess that's right. I don't know. Like, like, and people like humor. And again, I, I feel like we come off as like, I'm not trying to like shit on people's dreams or anything either, like but that. But like, but like, I hear people like, you know, people like humor Diedrich Mills going to the NFL. I'm like, what planet are you on? Yeah. Like, you, you can't, you can't produce getting, you know, with 20 games at Nebraska, like, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Like, know. I'm going to the NFL. What? Like, it's, it's like Wyatt Missouri going, like, it's, it's, I'm making the leap. It's, it's time. I'm skipping my senior year. I'm like, uh, huh? What? What? I, so, yeah, like, I think, I guess, and again, it's hard because you, you don't want to shit on people that have a dream and all that stuff, but it's just like, delusion has derailed a lot of careers. And I just don't know who kids are listening to right now because I don't think it's the coaches and I don't think it's reality. I think it's people that they know from growing up have convinced them that they're going to the NFL. Right. And, and so, I just well, I just don't know where that's kind of drifted from. 
the way we used to look at him. Well, I even look at I mean, like college basketball. My college favorite. basketball is the worst. I mean, there's two guys that I mean, they're having good years this year. Damian Jefferson and Denzel Mahoney. They like put their name in the NBA draft and waited till the last second to come back. And it's like you guys weren't even like the outside. You know, I, I, I don't even like, second round choice. Like it was like could I make the fiftieth pick? And it's like usually in those situations, don't you want to come back and like. Build your stock up so you become a first round. Well, guy just like or, yeah, I, it's just there's or even a have a ch- real chance of getting drafted. It's like, just there's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of people that I feel like are looking at them in the mirror and reality's not looking back at them. And I feel like we're maybe being a holes on this pod, but like we might be. But you know what? Like someone's got to say it. I'm just I don't know. Because like you're talking NFL and you and you're not dominating your league like what are you talking what are about? you talking about yeah. what league are you going to yeah you got to be you got to be one of the top guys in your league and it's got to be known like yeah that's one of the best couple guys in Nebraska he's dominating in that league he's got a good shot at the NFL like we haven't seen that really right I mean like when Nate Gary was here we're like Nate Gary's a pro or or even the or or there can be guys that are really good that still like Jordan Westerkamp was kind of a freaking good player really good player yeah. you can't make it in the pros no you know like so it's just it's but okay so you know there's either the pros or you know there's some people that go okay is this a window into like the culture over there it's like it's a problem like it's the locker room's not good are you ready to i don't get that sense at all actually i don't think there's a culture issue um i think it's a we got a we have a recruiting issue right now. Yeah. And and an offensive, like, just the offense is, has everything. It has been Murphy's Law with the offense. Like, literally yeah. everything that can go wrong has gone wrong. And so, because, just stop for a second. What side of the ball is everybody leaving and what side of the ball is everyone staying? Defense is staying, offense is staying. So, like, it's and that, it's not very comp- – so, like, if there was an overall culture issue – I don't think I think everyone would be leaving. Yeah, yeah, and and not everyone is leaving. So I, yeah, I'm not ready to. Uh, I'm not ready to sound the alarms like, oh, Wandale's leaving. This is an indictment on what is happening in that locker room. I don't. I don't know if that's necessarily true. No, it, it's it's Frost's first two years. That offense. That offense. Well, you shouldn't say the first year we weren't bad, but first year they, was pretty good. Yeah, they. But they Wanda wasn't here. Of, they blew their opportunity. They didn't win games though. Right. And because they didn't win games, they didn't get the receivers and running backs that they wanted, and that that's going to be hard. Like they're in an that that was battle. hard, and now that got harder. That's the problem. Is now the battle is hard. It's a more of an uphill battle. To overcome that, because the issue is getting the right kind of guy, people to come here that are the people that are really good and want to stay, where we have a um, a regional issue that we are a small state that a lot of the country uh, thinks that Nebraska is a cornfield, and they don't they don't necessarily think it's sexy. They don't think it's, it's right. the place to be glamorous. It's and, not yeah. glamorous. So we have to overcome that in an era where. Kids don't know Nebraska is Nebraska. Well, so because that was the next thing I wrote down, and I, I don't know if you have any ideas on this because I do think, I think this staff, 
you know, in terms of like, what do they need to, when they sit down in the off season and they kind of self scout and they look at themselves and like, Hey, what are we doing that needs, what are we doing? That's, that's working. What are we doing that needs to change? Like it does kind of feel like this staff needs to take a good, long, hard look at their recruiting, their talent evaluation, whether, and that goes for both physical football talent and also vetting the right people that come into your program. Like, because everything we're talking about comes back to that a little bit. Like they 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 aren't getting the right fit from a personality standpoint. It seems like, and they're also clearly at times not getting guys that fit from a ta- from a raw talent standpoint. Well, I mean, he, and this is crazy. I I feel like I'm this blows me away. I'm about to say this, but like Wandale's like I thought Wandale was like the ideal recruit. Like oh tough. But, like, Wandale never showed that he, I guess, even though he does the videos, he didn't show he wanted to be here. For two off-seasons, he about left. He decommitted, you know, committed, decommitted. Out the gates, yeah. And then for two off-seasons, he's been wishing, like, we got to get people that want to be here. And that's that's a hard, that's a really hard ask for for Frost in this era where we're, we're down right now. Right. And people are kicking us why we're down. And we got to convince people in a pandemic going forward to like come here without seeing this. Like, this is a, a task, and the only way to get out of it, Nick, is win some games next year. It's the only way we can do it. Because that's what's, I guess, what's scary now is like what Frost was recruiting off of was like, look what I did at like at Central Florida and Oregon. That's that stuff is now like, is that's like ancient history now. Yeah, that's four years ago, man. So. You're right. Like that needs to. They need to start producing now to yeah. be able to then attract other, you know, top recruits to come. But like, it's just you. You. We've talked about it. You know. You. We. I read the the wide receiver stuff. You look at all the running backs from. You know, all the guys that are are. You know, from Marvin Scott to Tompkins to Johnson to Maurice Washington to Greg Bell to yeah. all, like. I mean, they've seemingly missed on all of them. Yeah, the more we haven't seen the Morrison kid. We don't know. If yeah, Sevian Morrison. We right. don't know if he's good. The the new kid coming in, and then I mean, the the USC kid. The the one thing we can give him is he could play at USC. He got in the field. Yeah. And seemingly, the USC people um, thought that he might be their best back. Which, until I see him, he's not good. But. That's encouraging, especially. You know what's kind of funny? The day Wandale decommits, we get the receiver. The day that Mills goes draft, we USC. Get the back. It was right. like kind of like kind of amazing timing. I don't know if that was planned. Well, I bet it. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the Montana guy. But I don't know if you're the Montana guy. I don't know why. Like, you would. No, I mean, he said he was like, "I'm committing the Monday right. morning," and that's when when Wandale did it. Yeah, I don't know. That is bizarre, but. I, I just whatever it is like this this staff. It, I don't know I don't know how you do that. It's hard. I mean that's why recruiting is hard, man. Like you got to go. You you know I. You got to compete with the SEC right now. Who you know um, from all. Um, well, I think from I all think directions is pointing to the, the SEC doesn't play by the same rules. Right. Well, but I, I also think like. It's got to be easier. I remember I, I talked to Barrett on the podcast before the start of this of year two 
and I asked him about recruiting, and he he called. He said there are some guys. He called them three clippers. Like there's some guys you watch. You watch three clips, and you're like, well, yeah, he's yeah. you know, like that's probably Leonard Fournette yeah. and Trevor Lawrence and Chase Young. Those like that's the world that Ohio State's living in. Where it's easy to evaluate that. If I'm Duke, if I'm Coach K, I turn on the clip and I see Zion. You're like, okay, yeah, we'll take him. You know what's kind of hard is when you're you're Georgia Tech basketball or you're Northwestern basketball, and now you're you're not getting the 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 elite of the elite. So so all of a sudden you got a your little pool that you're fishing in. You you need to find those diamonds in the rough a little bit. And so that's where your talent evaluation becomes important. But then, so, but that's just one part of it. Then you also have to, I'm not doubting that a lot of the guys that have come here aren't talented, yeah. but they got to fit as a person and mentally in Lincoln. Because if a guy can have all the talent in the world, but if he doesn't fit in a place, he's not going to maximize that talent. Yeah. So I'm not sitting here saying I have a solution, but they need to like that. They, I think they, if they were Frost was here, he'd agree. They got to get better at that. They got, they basically have to win. They got to win some of these late bloomers, like get some guys that, you know, grow spurt or they were a little bit raw. Right. Turn out to be the, the really good play. We, we haven't had that person yet. We need a couple of those type of people to hit. We got to win games. And then we are Nebraska, and if Nebraska is winning, we can go leverage that and actually get some bigger time recruits because we did it for forty years. Right, we can do it. Um, we have the, you know, we're going to have the facilities, we're going to have the money, we're going to have the. the Once it's just got to get going. We got is the it, brand. I mean, they right. still look at the value of our brand. It's still like up there at the tops, even though we're down. Right. Um. But but. I feel like there's an hourglass going where it's like, you better get some W's and change this before it gets ever right. to the point where we can't fix it. Well, the good news is, let's let's go to let's finish on like a, a high note with because we've hit hit it at the guys that they've gotten, but let's start with the dudes that have announced that they're coming back. Like, so yes. Cam Taylor Britt. Jojo Doman. This is as of like I feel like this changes every day right now. But Cam Taylor Britt, Jojo Doman, Markel Dismuke, Deontay Williams, have that, that all right announced. There. So those four guys, uh, that's a security blanket that just got laid on us. Where we were going to be really thin in the secondary, really thin, and those guys just gave us a veteran presence that, like, all of a sudden, you know, I, I feel right now I'm going into next year going. Well, we should be a decent defense. Now, if you get Stilly back, Stilly's the one that hasn't said anything. Yep. If Stilly comes back, it's the same defense. Yeah, you get you get everybody back. The one thing that this defense has lacked for the better part of, gosh, going back to 2014, is any sort of stability and continuity. Yeah. Whether that's from a player standpoint or a coaching standpoint. You might get a, a core group together for – Two, three, four years now. Yeah, you know, like because it was. I think Sean Callahan tweeted if if Will Honus and Ben Stilley come back, seventeen of Nebraska's top twenty players on defense in terms of total snaps are back. Yeah, and then if you find anybody to develop to rush the passer, like that's really to me the missing link is like, can we rush the passer with, from the edge with anybody? And then we have that whole defense back. Like that's a that's a decent place to start at. Really oh is, yeah. Man, it's like that's that's not a like it, you know I, I know you're feeling 
we're all feeling bad about Wandale leaving, but that is as big a news as Wandale leaving to me is like that the defense is sort of stabilizing right now. Right. Yeah. It, it, that's exciting. Yeah. Like that is legitimately really exciting. Now, offense is nobody's come back on offense though, right? Wandale's gone. Mills is gone. Farinoke's gone. Hymas is gone. And Stoll's gone. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yep. I'm trying to rack I'm trying to rack That's, my it's just like it's so much has happened with people yeah, like Stoll, coming and Stoll, going. Stoll Hymas, Farinoke, Mills gone. Um Boodle is the only defensive guy that's gone pro. He announced he's going? Yeah. Which I'm a little so I didn't know the, I didn't really think he was a pro. No. You don't think so? <laughs> I, I, they like him. He's tough. He's a tough guy. Captain. Let me ask you a question. Is he the best player on Nebraska's defense? No. You think he's a pro? I thought Cam Taylor Britt's going to be I think a pro. Cam Taylor. I think Cam Taylor, the most pro possible player yeah. is Cam Taylor Britt to me on the defense. Yeah, Buddha's a tough one. I, I feel like I don't know how athletic he is. You know, he might be more better than we're cuz I don't get to like watch film on him. Maybe right. he's better than we're giving him credit, but I never thought of him as like, "Oh, that's the pro." Like I never saw I, I never saw that. No. But I just think there's a chance that the defense, I thought the defense took massive like pretty big strides last year. Yeah. And I think there's a chance that they got a, I mean, I don't think they're going to be like one of the a top 10 defense, but could they be a top 25 defense, top 30 defense? Yeah. They've improved every year. So, right, like they, they moved from bad to like a little bit better to, yeah. okay, we're like a 50th. You know, like, so now, now you go from 50 to 25, right? Like, I don't see you without rushing the passer, it's hard to be a top 10. It's just not going to happen, in my right. opinion. But to, to be a team that, that, keeps you in games that's what we're hoping for um uh, yeah i mean cam taylor Britt. that's the linchpin but williams is another guy i think williams is good i, I think, think williams is a pretty good player i think he's a guy that you talk about he's got a chance at the pros um but he i think, think is jojo's make, got a chance i don't know what position jojo would play though what would he play because is he not big enough to be an outside backer no not even close but he's not fast enough to be a... He would have to move to, like, inside nickel linebacker, which... Is pretty... I mean... I, I mean, Nate, that's what Nate Gary did, right? So, um, I don't know what JoJo would play. He's not playing slot no. slot corner in the NBA, NFL. I mean, that's not his position. So, JoJo might have a chance to play a linebacker position. I just... Like an inside line, inside or outside in a four three, not a three four line. No way, three four linebacker. So JoJo and Williams are doing the right thing. They're going to come back and hopefully raise their stock as just good football players to have a chance. That, that's the right move. I mean, Williams especially. I mean, Cam Taylor Britt is. He's thinking, okay, I'm a fifth round pick right now. Probably, he can move to like a second, third round guy. If he has a great year, and I think it also speaks to, I, I, it's a lot of what we talked about this whole time is like uh, everything's viewed through the lens of like the pros. Like I also think it speaks to like a lot of those guys are enjoying playing, being a black shirt at Nebraska. You know, like, I think they like Coach Fish. I think, I think they, they like him a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're enjoying. Like they're enjoying the it. defense. Likes it. They they've seen the progress. They're buying in. And I think they're making decisions that, like, I, I understand, like, 
it's the raise your stock. I mean, Dominican Sue was like maybe a first round pick, and then he was the second pick and got sixty million bucks. Like, right. like think I I understand thinking like that, like thinking about dollars and cents. Like, okay, you're gonna be a first round pick as a junior. Get the hell out of here. Right. Go. Right. Go make your money. If you might not even play in the NFL and you declare or you like or you're making decisions based on that, I'm like, no. Go dominate your league, and then we'll talk. Well, that's what I mean. That's what uh, that's basically exactly what Doug Doug McDermott his junior year would have been after he was the you know a first team All American. He would have been like a late first rounder, maybe, maybe. And in fact, and he was getting. He found was like, you know what? I'm gonna come back. I'm a I'm a kick everybody's ass. I'm, I'm gonna lead the country in scoring. I'm gonna be the player of the year. And guess what? He's a lottery pick. Player of the year lottery pick, and he's legendary after that senior year. And he's a legend, you know. I mean, and, he's, and that's the it, thing that people forget. Where uh, that's why I'm excited to see this this secondary. They got a chance to at least like how, be remembered, maybe. Actually, well, I just think how many. And I'm really trying to rack my brain outside of the Illinois game. So I'd throw Ohio State out just because they're yeah. on another level and like they actually thought they did a decent job defensively. How many bad games? How many games did you walk away from being like boy the defense was the today? Uh Illinois was atrocious and then everything else was kind of pretty good. Pretty good. Not bad. So think about that. Yeah. I mean continuity coming back. I I mean it it's really it's all going to come down to What's going to happen with this offense this year? And and that's what's and that's where it is scary that one. I mean, like you're one known commodity. You're known. You're you're one guy that you felt like you could at least feel decent about. What was the old Donald Rumsfeld? The unknown known. (laughs) The known unknown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the unknown unknown. (laughs) Yes. Well, we got some unknown unknowns there. Well, no, okay, no, we got so some known unknowns. We got some known unknowns, big time. Yeah. We're full of known unknowns. But and we the 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 most recent known unknown. Well, so who do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about the wide receiver? Let's start with the wide receiver. Yeah. So Samurai Torre, I think that's how you say it. Samurai, so, as in the sword. samurai <laughs> sword and warrior, and as samurai in the warrior. Yeah, yes, Torre, a uh, heat. Like, you look at his numbers. Well, how about this? So, he was an FCS All-American. He's like 6'3", 190, I think. is Le- A really lean build yeah. guy, yeah. He had, uh, last season, he had 87 catches for 1,495 yards and 13 touchdowns. Those numbers alone are better than the Nebraska wide receivers combined this year. Think about that. So, so that's, that's why I feel... You're all in... Is is the samurai is the samurai warrior your new like Omar Manning? Nick, I am trying not to get ahead of myself right now. I am really trying not to create a whole series of Well, let's be honest. Pro- productivity at JUCO versus FCS, the FCS is way more legitimate. Yeah, in that, terms of that's, that's the thing. More it's like real. What we're getting cuz yeah, JUCO is like what we're learning is like JUCO production just throw it out the door. You just don't know what you're getting out of JUCO, right? Dude, I, I've watched – have you watched Last Chance You? Like, watch Last Chance You. Yeah. Last Chance You might be the ultimate, wow, do I take every junior college production <laughs> with a huge grain of salt. Yeah. I, I, you see what's going on on the other – like. Yeah, JUCO is like there is a lot of things they're working on outside of just trying oh to – right, right. But if you're – like, 
the fact that you know he, that he produced, and from all indications, which we're going to take with a grain of salt, he's a good dude that just wants to play, and there doesn't seem to be a lot of drama that comes with him. It's not right. like. You know, you some people say he's a hothead, but it's worth you know. It's not like that. It's like this is good dude. He wants to play ball. He's produced. He was an All American where he's at. That to me is like I like guys that like you dominated where you just were, not at a relatively guy. high level. Yeah, like FCS football is not like, a potential guy. Like oh, but if he's in the right situation, great things could happen. He broke Randy Moss's FCS playoff single game receiving yards record with three hundred and three. Yards against like I think I didn't write it. I think it was Southeast Louisiana's we played like yeah, but like so so that's a that's a really that's like a godsend coming from right after Wandale left right to, to get somebody else in here with like to take the burden off of you know these young guys so now yeah. you got you got him and well then and then now the USC running back Marquise Step so you pointed it out. The reason he left you, first of all, if you go to USC, like there are certain, it's like Creighton got this Duke transfer. Alex was kind of like, Duke. the dude went to Duke. The yeah. dude, like if you got offered by Duke, you're the real deal. Yeah. And maybe I'm crazy, but I still think like if you hold an offer from Bama, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Texas, yeah. USC, like if you have offers from those places, you're the real deal. Yeah. He, he was a four-star running back, and you said they went to a di- – their offense completely changed. It was a lot like Tanner Lee's situation at Tulane where he was throwing the ball, then they went to like an option, and he's like, well, I'm I'm a yeah. passer. So he's a – you? he had a really good game against Notre Dame, I saw. Yeah, and, uh, and I saw some clips, and like he looks good. He's not, he's not like a game breaker like – you know, he's not like a a guy that's like... No, he's not a home run hitter. No, he's not like a, you know, like, oh my God, you see... He looks like he's a solid player that could come in and contribute. He played for USC. Like, it wasn't like he was riding the pine. Like, he was a guy that played, had a little bit of injuries, but it seemed like he was like, they were kind of like, they he had a place there. Yeah. Um, I always worry about the guys that can't get on the field at all, and then they transfer. Like, this guy at least played. Because same thing with Mills. Mills played at Georgia Tech. Yeah. And Mills was, I mean, we said, we don't, just because we're saying, here's the problem. It's like, I love how people sometimes take, like, we're saying you're not a pro. Like, we're saying you stink. Like, we take Mills back in a second right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm not a huge, I don't, I, like, everything's through the prism of, like, we're trying to understand decisions. If you're asking me to view Dedrick Mills as he an NFL running back, come on. But is he a, would would he really help to have on your roster? Yes, yeah. he would help. Like in college, we would like him. Like, but but with with Marquis Step, like, do you think? How do you see the bit? Because do they do they still need a home run guy? It, that's probably not going to be him. But he we, we don't have a. Like, you know, you see sometimes you put in these young guys, and when they hit the hole, it's like they crumble, right? You're right. just not physically there. This guy physically is more than there. It, he's going to be a guy they're going to say, put him on a diet almost. Like, he's right. big. He's 235, 240. Like, he's a big dude. And on the goal line, Nick, what did we have trouble with? Like, 
you're giving Wandale the ball on the goal line. Like, no, give guys like that the ball, and right. then you don't have to think and do stupid plays. Like, you just hand the ball off, right? Right. So you saw with Alabama, they have a big physical running back. That wears teams down. So I, I love the fact that we got a big back who may not be a game breaker, but he looks at least like he's a guy that can take some of the load. That's what we need. No question. Do you – can Nebraska like – I've heard Damon ask this question to some different people, and it's a good question. Like, can Nebraska change who they are in the fly, on the fly to give them the best chance to be successful in the meantime until they're ready to fully be what they want to be offensively? Meaning – they're, we just talked about all the guys that are coming back on defense. Yeah. Like they're gonna like, can they be a, a team and a program that the defense leads the way? They they run the ball with Marquis Step. They like they control the clock until they're ready to. Yeah, the the philosophy of controlling the clock and minimizing mistakes on offense. That's something they're gonna have to consider, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't think they're going to like change it. Like we're going to change every no 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 every I, way our plays are right, called. Right, right, everything's right. going to stay the same. It's just are they going to um, be more conservative? I don't know. I mean, a part of me thinks that they they just want to get guys that can finally run the system right and do what they do. But um, I think it all comes down to do we got a running back that we feel good about handing the ball to, and can we throw it to anybody? Uh, that we feel like can get open and catch it. Right now, we can't do either. So, <laughs> well, I I just think like, I mean, do you think, do you think the Montana wide receiver and then the USC running back are they going to be the starting wide receivers and running backs first game of the season next year? I think the Montana receiver will be the starting wide receiver. I think there is a bearing all injury. No, no, like if everybody stays healthy. I think there is. Uh, I think this USC running back will be one of two that like there'll be right. two running backs that play. He'll be one of the two. And, and so then, I mean, if yeah. you couple that with like Martinez again, like I think we've seen that like if he's got he he showed flashes towards the latter stage of this season. He's pretty good. I think I think Nebraska's tight ends are pretty good. And then they got the young, the freshman kid. And then they got like. the number one tight end in the country coming in. Yeah, and then Omar Manning's on the roster. Oh God! <laughs> but we're we're not counting him until he shows up and makes a play. I mean, doesn't he, should we say doesn't exist until he makes a play? <laughs> Pretend he doesn't exist. <laughs> I can't believe I li- like he didn't catch a pass this year. Got in for one play, I think. I mean. We don't know what's going on there. I, I, I truly know, don't know what's going on It's just amazing there, how we I guess, talked ourselves into 1,500 yards receiving. Is it more fun? Because I, I said this earlier. I hate that I'm already getting cynical about incoming guys about, like, I'm not going to buy it until I see it. Is it more fun to buy it and get your heart broken let and me, have the hope <laughs> in the meantime let me than to never this. have hope at let all? Let me propose this to you. One side, Samurai Tori. Other side, Omar Manning. In the slot, we're going to put Thomas Fedoni. And it's going to be a trifecta. 
uh, tall talent. I mean, that's what we do every year. We're going to do it because it's fun. But, I mean, none of them caught a pass from Nebraska. Those three guys have not caught a pass They're from Nebraska. Pass. And we're like, well, all you got to do, oh, is, you gotta do is line those, those guy guys. There's a million up. factors that go into those three guys. Oh. Not only being able to play, but being good. And we don't know it. So you're telling up. me it's better to, what is it, Professor? It's better to have loved and lost than to never have loved yes. at all. We're going to love our BS hypotheticals. <laughs> we're going to. We're not going to be practical and conservative. We're going to say these guys are going to be great. Let's oh. do it. It's, isn't it more fun to say, oh, you got to just put these guys there? And... <laughs> it's fun. Oh, but that's where I'm at with it. I hate that I'm already like, I'm, I feel that cynical part of my brain being like, I don't buy that. I don't, don't buy, buy that. It. Don't I mean, I, I, we're trying, oh, we're trying to God. temper ourselves because we got so. I think, I don't think I've ever been more burned than Omar Manning. I think I think yeah. in my all-time like assumption awards of crowning the all like never done it but I crowned you before you even got here. I think Omar Manning might be number 1 on we've my list. We've never crowned a guy that never played more than we did him. I mean, we've crowned guys that been fired were on up. the team yeah. that were like this is I mean, was it Jamal Turner for Seth years? pretty much crowned Mills is like Mills. Yeah. <laughs> 2000 for Mills. Mills was going to get rushed for 2K. I mean, easy. You were kind of never on the Mills. I've never been wagon. a huge. I mean, I've never been a huge Mills guy. <laughs> never been a huge. But like, but we there's been there's been a long list of guys that people have anointed before they got here and not done it or yeah. even when they got here had never really done it but assumed that it would all come to like Jamal Turner uh people forever thought yeah. Seathan Carter was like day hey, what Tony Gonzalez I think Willie still Jason about Witten Carter. then Seathan Carter <laughs> those are the three best tight ends Do of you all remember time Kurt Dukes oh yeah 2002 yes. option quarterback he was like Mr. Muscles got here and couldn't play I mean so it's just like though there was we've always kind of done you've that. changed my mind. I was ready to I think I said if we checked back 45 minutes ago on the podcast, I said I was I think I even cussed. I said I'm done with that shit. I know. I'm done. <laughs> and you we already are. so you already got me. Am I ready to get hurt again? Did you watch the clips of the Montana guy? Yeah. I, I was like it passed the eye test. I mean, he's not like freakazoid. He's just pretty good. He's pretty damn good. And the <sighs> USC guy like his clips I was not, like, blown away with, but it, it passed the, like, you did some good things against Notre Dame and some other good teams. You, like, you, 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 were on, you can play in a game like that. You could carry the ball f with wearing a USC helmet against Notre Dame. And you get, you get close to 100 yards. Like, okay, you passed the, like, you can play in college football test to me. <laughs> Mitch, Nick, we have to ask that question now. We have to ask, the, the, can you play in a non-high school game and stay on your feet? I don't know. Maybe. That, that's a question some of these kids uh, need to be asked. Are yet to answer? Yeah. Like, I know you got five stars, but if we're not in high school, do you think you can, you can stay out there a little bit? Maybe for five minutes? You think if your girlfriend breaks up with you, you won't transfer? Is that? 
I won't ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Are we becoming old guys? A I think little we are. bit. We're not that old. No, we're not that old. We're 36 years old, right? That's oh, young. I that's, that was young. In all reality, that's young. But we sound like old guys. No, that's <laughs> that so good. You pass the you can play college football test. But it's true. Like, I mean, and, and even the Montana guy, like, you know, I mean, that's an all-American at the FCS. That's not a that that's not anything to just poo-poo. No, it's not. It's no. really not. So, I mean, it's a little different to anoint. I mean, a lot of the guys we've been anointing lately have been a lot of JUCO guys: Greg Bell, Jerron Woodyard, you know, Jerron, like then Omar Manning. Like JUCO, I'm telling you, JUCO is the ultimate. Like it's so just, it's so hit or miss. And you I'm either get Randy think. Gregory. Yeah, that's right. Or you, or you get the list of dudes I just named. Let me think here. So we actually... What are the Juke... Levante David? Levante David. I still wonder, and this is a... He was still behind Sean Fisher. Sean Fisher doesn't get hurt. He might not have seen the field for a little bit. And dude is like arguably the best middle linebacker in the in the league now. Yeah. That's nuts to me. Well, you got to remember, sometimes it... He came in and you got to learn the system, right? And sometimes right. that's that takes time. I mean, that does. Like you got to be able to play mistake free for a little bit. Um and you but once you get in the spot, you get all the reps and it you know, it comes. You, it yeah, goes yeah. faster, but I I I've seen that happen before where it just like it takes, you know, like guys come in and it's like this ain't Juco where it's like they did not have like complex playbooks. It was like B gap go right like (laughs) well yeah I mean again like go play like it's just different junior college football like junior college basketball it doesn't always translate but like it's more you you can can it's like yeah it usually will translate a little bit more football I think is harder to like I'm trying to think Nebraska's defense we've had so Deontay Williams was a JUCO that was a win um you know the 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 pain kid, uh, Darius Payne. Feel Darius feel the pain. Yeah. Um, what about Honus? Honus and Honus was a, a win. Uh, pain is, I I will consider him like he's starting to help us. I I think I I'm not I yeah like, and he, then he he feels like the arrows trending up. I don't arrows think he's, trending up there. And then who else was uh, JUCO on that Riley's he's starting to help, and then. Um, Nico, Nico, Co- Nico Cooper. He played special teams, and then Tiva uh, Magua from Samoa. Yeah, and he was special teams. But yeah, th- so the defensive guys have been—they're uh, at least, I think, starting to contribute. Yeah, this is, there's no home runs yet, except no. for maybe Williams. And you know, I think you maybe we're we're learning how dire the situation was that like Frost was having to go the JUCO route for like the guys to be like Nebraska's main pillar like they yeah. needed Greg Bell to come in to be like the starting running back. Yeah. They man. needed Omar Manning to come in to be like the number one wide receiver. I mean, when you're when you're going the JUCO route for like you if you need to plug and have a guy be a complimentary piece or whatever, like yeah. that's a different thing. Like if you're bringing in Greg Bell to be the backup or third string to Rex and Amir not bad. Yeah. But if you need Greg Bell to come in to be your top dude, that's probably not good. No, man. It's uh 
That's been hard, man. It's a, so yeah. I need to fall back in love. You're tell me I need to. I I think it's fair to to get fired up because yeah, now you got me fired up. Like the idea of like imagine a lineup. <laughs> imagine a lineup of Martinez, good Martinez, Samurai Warrior, Samurai Xavier Betts. Oh, I forgot about Xavier. Betts, yeah. Betts is like psh, dog. It goes like Olave. Then Xavier Betts. No. And then <laughs> then you get uh, Fedoni, and then you get Marquis Step. Let's get to stepping. <laughs> Step in the name of love. <laughs> Nick, we are terrible. Oh, we need to wrap it up when we're starting to throw out hypothetical lineups and get excited about it. Okay. We're an hour and uh, 11 minutes in. I mean, this was good. I'm glad I, I, I was... I was. Uh, we need in, to digest. Some, there's a lot to, to oh. chew up. In all reality, we could have broken that up in like three different podcasts. But like, there's just been a lot of news over the last ten days yeah. or so, and I feel like it's going to continue. We're probably going to have to get together in a couple weeks and like. Well, it'll be it'll be interesting to see like if one Stilly comes back, he's probably the last piece. But then, will anybody else leave? What about? I guess I'll leave it with this, and maybe we'll tease it for another podcast. Are we totally sure Luke McCaffrey is going to be on the roster next year? You know, good question. Um, that one, that one. Do you think he's not? No, I think he is. But I also could see a world where he's not. Like I could see him being like, uh, "I does he not want to play?" In- uh, is he is he a quarterback or die type of guy or is he my, willing to play? I, that's what I'm. I I really would be excited about Luke. I think Luke could fill a little bit of now. Hear what I'm saying? A fill a little bit of that Wandale void of utility knife. of utility yeah. guy. You know, like little inside sweep, little you know, just yeah. The, like, I think especially like another year of Luke, like focusing on, on that. Yeah, pack on a little muscle and then be the utility knife position where you can run, throw, um catch and just do different things, help the team knowing that like I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't want to give up on him as a quarterback. That's what's so hard is like right now I, I felt like I don't know. I it's just by the end of the year I was like, mm, I don't think the confidence was there from the staff." That's where I feel like I'm if Luke stays on and he is transitioning to be a more of like the the Swiss Army knife guy that is like the third string like yeah. can play quarterback but like Monday through Friday he's more working on position position yeah. stuff then I'm like yeah you like then I think Luke could like really help yeah but I don't know if that's what Luke wants so I guess that's what I'm getting I just and I don't yeah. know I mean I'm just they're gonna he's give the, him a, they're gonna give him a spring to Compete for the quarterback job. Right. Which, I mean, I think they owe it to him um, to do that. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I we'll, we'll see where his head's at with Nebraska. Um, if he's not the guy, is he willing to be – how open is he to that? I mean, his Does brother's he, a running back. So, he's got a brother's a quarterback and a brother's a running back. So, I mean, I, I don't see – I think it's more about – like what you're saying. I think it's more about, like, does he want to run it back – being the backup or run it back, being open to other positions. Yeah, I mean, I I would think that if he had a an interest in in the NFL, it's not by being a quarterback. You know, he he would have to transition. I mean, his dad was a you know Hall of Fame 
ish. No, he wasn't the Hall of Fame, is he? No, I don't think Ed McCaffrey's a Hall of no, Fame. No, but I mean, he had a hell of a, a career, though. He's a Bronco Hall of Fame receiver, yeah. but um, just a, you know had a great career with them. And I think Luke, you know, I don't think he's got the talent of his dad or his brother, but he, I mean, he there's a place for him in a couple years of development. I would like to see what that what that was. Well, I, guess I don't know what a, that is. I guess that's where like. You know, he could have his career end as a backup quarterback and never really consistently play. Or I think if he's open to other areas, like he could be, I could see in a couple of years being like a pretty, a pretty good little weapon for for Nebraska. Yeah, because his skill set is unique. It is like extremely it's run like, throw catchability, which is that's not normal to be able to do all three kind of well. And so I just think like if 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 he would commit to that. And then all these other if if these other guys are kind of like okay, you know, I mean, yeah. Now now you're maybe talking about stuff, but it'll be interesting to see. Like, is that because is that the biggest uh, is that the biggest name we're still waiting on now? Is there talk? I didn't even know he was. In I didn't. The I guess maybe I'm like manufacturing this. I don't know. I'm. I don't even know how to assess. Like, I mean, Wandale leaving doesn't mean like everyone's like we're all going. Like, I. I mean, most people like Nick don't have that many options right Right. like right be interesting yeah be interesting to see what ends up happening here okay uh well like i said we're gonna have to wait give it like 10 days 14 days and i bet we're gonna have a whole bunch of more different things to discuss because again we'll see because they're probably going to go into the transfer portal nebraska is and they're going to have to go training training starts in the next week or a week or so so yeah it's time to go so people want to get there and start start working out. So, yeah, we probably got another couple transfers or commitments that are coming. So, and there's been some talk of people wanting a whiskey pod from us. So next time, maybe next time we'll do a whiskey pod and we'll talk about all the different guys that have have either stayed at Nebraska and we'll talk them up and the newcomers and we'll talk them up. I, guess. I think we'll have a whole lineup that we can guarantee uh. 350 yards a game. <laughs> Oh, you made me feel better. I appreciate you making me this feel. This was good. I, I've been wanting to talk out the, the Wandale. I know. I, you know, because I, I wrote down a couple of thoughts with Wandale, but I really just wanted to talk it out. It's a, it's, it's, I, I think it's a little bit more like, to, it became something different than my first reaction. So I, I don't know. My take was kind of Well, odd, and again, there are so many different ways to look at it. Yeah. That's the, that's the weird thing. A million different vantage points and, and then, yeah, like, because there's ways I can look at it and go, okay, I totally agree with that decision. But then there's ways yeah. where I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's like doing the best thing for Wandale, and we're like, I don't, is that the best thing for you? Like, well, if he goes to Kentucky, I just don't. I don't know. That'll be. It'd be fun to track, see how he does, though. I think he'll do well anywhere he goes. I, I liked him, like I sincerely I did. Like that's what's too bad. It's like that dude was legit. We liked him. There we go. Okay, well, so we'll we'll maybe fire up a whiskey pot at some point if uh, if Nebraska lands a few more guys. Bo Rude, you the man, brother. You too, buddy. All right, my thanks to Pella. If you're thinking about a new window or a new door, now is the time. Check them out online on the web at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And uh, my thanks to my good friends at Runza. Best fries on the planet. Great burgers. Cheese Runza. Delicious. The food is simply fantastic. Runza makes it all better. A Huda Media Production.